Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from under the beautiful blue skies of Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, uh, we, we've had a ton of correspondence. Y'all been writing to us. Yeah, so. And talking to us. We're going to spend um, the second half really just talking to you guys about things that you're bringing up we're and pointing it, out and asking guys, about you guys are amazing so yeah. we're just so, gonna we're just gonna talk with you guys yes yeah, so that's what that's what we're doing today um and then of course well big big week big week big week dan yeah holy Cause, cow because uh because uh, of what happened on the biggest loser yeah is that well, what, is that what well, we're talking yeah, about i mean uh sue right wasn't it all about sue this week sorry i only watch it because a friend of mine's on yeah, it yeah. so no uh i i suppose you're referring to <laughs> the 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 news from the vatican yeah shocking news in fact really shocking news news that hasn't happened for what 600 years 600 years they say yeah so they say that's what they're saying if they can be believed <laughs> whoever if historians they are, whoever these people are <laughs> can be believed <laughs> yeah i you know pope's retiring well, yeah, that's well, never, that, has, that hasn't happened for 600 years. Yeah, that's and not even one of our stories. It's no. just, like, what it's, what more is there to say about it's it? It's really a life goes on sort of. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah. life goes on. Well, I mean, I'm glad we're getting rid of this guy. <laughs> this guy's been a douchebag, Ratzenberger. <laughs> <laughs> which you've which you've always called him, and of course is not his name, but that's okay. But it will be. I mean, he's, uh, he is. I guess. I guess that's a question. Does he go back to? Joseph Ratzinger, or is he still Benedict? No, I think I think people keep bringing up this whole "What do you do with two popes?" You know, and he's like, "Well, I'm going to go take a nap." Yeah, exactly. And read some books. I'm just going to. Yeah, that's all I want to do. He's going to he's going to just go into seclusion. I'm sure he'll write more. I'm sure he'll get a couple of hateful screeds out before he dies. <laughs> well, he's got one or two left. He's in got him. a couple more left in him <laughs> before he passes. Yeah, well, there's, what can you do? There's a lot of seething in that man. Ratzenberger. I just, I, what I, what I, what makes me sad is that we will not see that face as it gets even older. Oh, and becomes more emperor like. Yeah, he's just going to get <laughs> scarier and scarier. Yeah, and yeah. we we probably won't see that. Maybe every now, maybe, you know, maybe there will be a 2020 make an Easter appearance every so often. <laughs> you know. <laughs> The old pope rising from his grave, his the, metaphorical grave. The ex-pope mobile. <laughs> it's it's is, just a Renault. It's, it's, just a, it's, it's a Peugeot. He has, he has to lay in the back of a Renault station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, got, it's got mostly a glass ceiling, so he'll feel right at home. <laughs> oh, that's silly. Does, does he... I guess there are a lot of questions that come up. Like, are there, are there going to be Swiss guards... Around him too? Does he mm. get a, a cadre of Serbo Croatian guards? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that who guards the Pope? Swiss guard. The Swiss guard, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, mm. you know, ex presidents get Secret Service detail. Yeah, yeah, no. So does he get? They're not Swiss guards. They're just Swiss guys. I... <laughs> just a few Swiss guys hanging out. Yeah, yeah. We um, will protect you, Pope. Come on. I, I, it's specifically from the Italian part of... Oh, are they? So, isn't oh, it? Pff, hell if I know. Okay. Maybe not. We'll say it's Italian Swiss. I, Swiss. I, I might be completely wrong about that, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Who knows? Hmm. Hmm. Could be French Swiss. 
could yeah. be French Swiss. But it, the uh, the way I remember the story though is that it was the Swiss who specifically. I mean, that's why it's the Swiss Guard is because they pulled the the, the papacy back to Italy, right? Mm. From from France, from the from the couple French popes. Okay, I don't mm. know anything about it. You don't know anything about the the papacy going to France for a minute? No, I don't know anything. I I knew that that had happened, but I didn't know like the Swiss Guard connection or anything like yeah that. i think that's why the swiss still guard the pope <laughs> but anyways there you go Who knows? all right we're not Catholic. it's so much fun though <laughs> then they dress like clowns <laughs> and they just stand there with like little no they have they're yeah they their outfits are kind of like almost like like court jesters like really yeah <laughs> i'm gonna look it i've up. always thought right anyways now. yeah um yeah so but, what do you got so I'm going to start with something that is coming up. And if you are a Downton Abbey fan like I am, and Dan, <laughs> I know you're not. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to be. but I re- And I really like the acting in it, but mm-hmm. I can't stand soap opera. And it, that's all it is. Yeah. But it's good soap opera. It's high soap opera. Yes, indeed. It's not low soap opera. I, I agree with that totally. And yet I can't. Okay. I can't do it. All right. Whatever. Um, but anyways, I guess there's been some hand wringing of late around Downton Abbey since it is coming to its, you know, season finale mm-hmm. uh, this this Sunday. Yeah. Um, and uh, people are starting to ask the question, um, uh, uh, about the, the the fact that of how much God seems to be missing from Downton Abbey. Oh. Uh, in fact, the headline that I found said, "Is God the missing character in Downton Abbey?" <laughs> And I just I find it remarkable that that that, that anybody could watch any show for that matter, <laughs> and 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 but in particular this show, and and be like, you know what would have made this better? <laughs> Religion, some praying, you know, some what? some some attending of church. Which strangely enough, actually, you know there's what, it just. Would- a tiny bit. There's already some there. There's is there? already talk of like small references to God, and I guess apparently, like in the 1920s and 30s, it become sort of uh, vogue to uh, not believe oh. in certain British yeah. circles, English sure. circles, and uh, and so there there is. I mean, there are a couple um, characters who state clearly that they don't believe that they're mm. not believers oh yeah but then you have other characters who are very much very much believers and yeah and so i just it just bothers me <laughs> it bothers me to no end that one of my favorite shows on tv <laughs> show that i just love oh well i mean yeah i it, it it is funny and frankly i like that headline because what i think should happen I think their response should be that they should bring in the character of God. <laughs> I don't think they should have more religion on the show. They should just have God I come have in. God, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up? I'm God. But I mean, what other? Like, why? Why this show? Why? Why? I don't know that I've ever encountered this kind of headline for like. Yeah. You, you know, you don't see you don't, CSI Miami. Yeah. You know, where's God? Why hasn't? Why doesn't two and a half men get more into religion? <laughs> yeah, where are they? Why? What are they doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't get know. it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't, you know, it's one of those things where they need to be careful what they wish for. 
Because if mm. if Downton Abbey brings in religion, it'll only because, be because they want to create tension. They yeah. want to create conflict about yeah. it. Yeah. So it all it won't make religion look good. It'll right. just be an arguing point. Right. Well, they and here's the deal: they just killed off one of the non-believers, and I think it was supposed to kind of like throw us because in the same episode, the character kind of says something about <laughs> oh. you know, oh, I'm not a believer, and then later on, they're all of a sudden the character's dying. Sorry, oh I'm trying this to not I let know. this be a spoiler. Spoiler alert! But um, but yeah, somebody does die. If you didn't see. I think two weeks ago. Oh. Yeah. Oh, dear. So, somebody dies. Oh, it's so sad. Well, there you go. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, that was, I don't know. It's just a bee in my bonnet more than anything. <laughs> more than even wanting to get into the story of it. There's not a story. There's, There's a no non-story. Story. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, the story is people have seemed to notice that. You know but, what it is? But, but they're it's, asking the question, why is there no God in this? But like, It's, it's, it's because it's, it's a, a costume pro- thing. It's because it took place somewhere in the past, and everybody thinks of the past as being very, very religious-y. Yeah. Unless, of course, you were there. Right. In which case, it's just... And then it was probably not... I mean, especially that setting. Apparently, oh, yeah. like, also, like, why is there no God? Because that was not a setting... I mean... The British, the English aristocrats. Yeah, I got news for you. If you're rich, you don't need God. The, the, apparently, you also, don't even want God. If, if you were pious, like if you were like really seeking for something religiously, religiously at that point, you would have been Catholic. Because oh. ang- because if you were part of like the Anglican, if you were just Anglican, right, you wouldn't have found it there. You, you wouldn't have found God. You you wouldn't have found like like that 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 piety and that that. Oh like, yeah, you like just, it just it just wasn't there. It wasn't oh, part of the tradition. You, just, you go through motions, right? That's whatever. But that's what ninety percent of religious human beings on the planet throughout the ages have right. done. You go through the motions, and I'm sure in Catholic countries it would have been very different. Yeah. You wouldn't have sought out Catholicism no, in order you, to find that. You seek out, but in England Mormonism. at that time. Apparently, that was kind of a thing, and so it's like, well, why isn't there more God? Because this was an this was a traditional Anglican family. Right. No God. Yeah. You know what they Sorry. need to do? They need, they need to have somebody from the family convert to Mormonism. <laughs> oh, God. That would, that would stir things up. Wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. That'd be quite a thing right yeah. there. Scandal. Oh, my goodness. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. It's anyway. already, there's already so much scandal. <laughs> I don't know that the show can handle anymore. <laughs> it's titillating. Oh. <sighs> Anywho, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna move us along to reality, to real life. Okay, <laughs> don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> we're, we're supposed to be talking about these things. What? Anyway, I uh, you've probably never heard of Scott Lively. He's a uh, he's a U.S. Ev- evangelist. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he he's not a fan of you, meaning uh, because because you're gay. Oh, it's not like he listened to the show. And no. <laughs> no. Like, that freak sucks. <laughs> I'm Team Dan. <laughs> oh, don't even start that. <laughs> don't make people announce if they're Team Dan or Team Frank. That would that would not be nice. Yeah, don't do that, everybody. <laughs> no, uh, stop it. Unless Dan. you're Team Dan, don't go on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, Scott Lively is, a, is, 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 is an, a, an evangelical Christian who uh, really does not like the gays. 
to the point where oh. he was uh he he's spent a lot of time in Uganda. Oh, he's oh oh, oh he's one of those. Yeah. And if you know okay. anything about Uganda and their uh their history with the gays, mm. y- you know that recently they have they they tried to enact a law that mm-hmm. made the death penalty uh, a possibility for yeah. homosexuality. Yeah. yeah. Um Lively is friends. He considers himself friends with. I don't know if you've seen the video "Eat the Poo Poo." <laughs> yeah, the uh, the the he's a preacher. The, he's, yeah, he's a preacher who uh, named what is his name? Sempa uh, Martin, I think. Anyway, uh, his, name is, his name is his name is Sempa, and uh, and yeah, he's a preacher in Uganda who would go around. Like he literally, like he was so extreme. He would show gay, like hardcore gay porn right. in churches to to horrify everybody. Right. This was something that was covered by Vanguard, right? On Current, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good documentary, and he did a and yeah, and he and he got famous because there's a video of him talking about how all the gays eat the poo poo, <laughs> they and then they eat the poo poo. It's a whole meme now. There are like remixes of it. You're of kidding that me? Video. Oh no, really? yeah, I yeah, mean, it's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, if if unless you're m- my mom, then look up eat the poo poo because it's kind of <laughs> funny. Um, but yeah, so th- but here's what the news is. So okay. this Scott Lively guy, he's an American. He's been helping with the anti-gay movement in Uganda. God is now being sued in American court by Ugandans under a under a, th- uh, a, a, a statute known as the Alien Tort Statute which allows non-Americans to sue in American courts under international law. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so, fantastic. It's a it's pretty amazing. Um so he, wow. So yeah, they're trying to get him to shut up. They and are stop they're, influencing their country. Yeah. And they're using and they're using good. The an amazing legal uh tactic to to do it good, so good good hey that's awesome yeah so uh, i i who knows i don't know how that'll end up i don't know you know i'm legal expert that i am you would think <laughs> especially in terms of international law oh you would, yeah you would think that i would know but i mean he they are you know the the suit alleges that his his involvement over there amounts to uh criminal uh persecution wow and so wow. they are they are suing Good on they, them. I think, I think that that's, that's a really wonderful. interesting thing, and uh, I hope that something awful happens to that man. All right, because uh, you know he's hateful, and he that should be a crime. Yeah, yeah, it should be. No, I should, should be clear. I, should be clear. You cannot go spouting your hate around the world. Right. The other thing is that I, I should be clear that he specifically he did not support the. Uh, the death penalty, or he claimed not to support the death penalty part of it. He yeah. just wanted everyone. But but what he said was, what did he say uh, about the the death penalty? This was in the uh, the current TV thing. Um, he said he was no. He said it was reluctant to back the death penalty aspect. But he said the situation was a tough one. <laughs> Quote: People like myself are stuck. I am going. Am I going to endorse something that goes too far to protect the whole society? Oh my God! Yeah, he's a real dick, and I would be very happy if he went to jail. Yeah, hopefully that would be great. Huh. 
Well, so, no. there you go. Who can? Who knows? Maybe we'll have follow-ups on that. Mm, it probably should. it'll probably disappear, and we'll never hear about it again. No, I bet that'll be a thing. I would love that. I bet we can. Yeah, we'll hear about it like in a year. I mean, yeah. that seems to be sort of the the time frame. Yeah, that we. I don't have know. It's international. It'll probably take ten years. Mm. Well, anyway, at least he's not being dragged in front of the Hague. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is good to know that there is such a thing. Yeah, as... it can happen here. I didn't even. Yeah. I had no clue. Huh. Well, yeah. awesome. Um, speaking of people who are um, hateful, mm-hmm. um, Cardinal Roger Mahoney. Do you, do you oh. recognize that name? Oh yes, he's yeah. a, he's uh, out of California. Yeah, he's the um, he was the head of the the L.A. diocese. Yeah, and he's a peach. That yeah. one. He was the one who like orchestrated uh cover-ups yeah of priests who were involved in molestation yeah not just cover-ups like that. a lot of cardinals were were, were it, it it has now come to light that they that they would take rather than you know dis disrobing dis how do you, defrocking defrocking that's good <laughs> disrobing i mean i'm sure lots of cardinals have disrobed <laughs> oh. other priests too <laughs> but rather than defrocking priests they you know they they shuffle them to another yeah they and and a lot and hopefully you shuffle them out of the way of where they're going to fall, get into trouble again right not this guy this guy he actually um and they they found documents that that support this he actually con- like it was it was he made it was strategic right like he would make these strategic moves of taking a priest who was in one legal jurisdiction mm. and he would move him into another jurisdiction in order to complicate the matter right right like he was he was thinking through and, th- and this was his stra- his strategy right. so it, if he would cops find were out, aware that there was a problem with with a priest they'd right. move him to he a wasn't place moving them someplace where they wouldn't be coming in contact with kids right which would be one thing right. i mean it would be a dick move not to be like you he s- should be turning them over to the police right but if he didn't and he was at least saying well you're never going to come in contact with kids again then I'd be I would have some sympathy for the man, right? Even though like I think he did the wrong thing, I could see it still go well. All right, I can see what he was trying to do. Right. This dude doesn't no. get anything. Like no. nothing. He was an he, absolute. He ass. he was he was in a in a lot of ways helping to facilitate. Yeah. Without actually doing. There's no but way. There's no way you can't say about this. You, there's no way you can argue that this man didn't directly contribute. To the molestation of people, of right. children. Exactly. He directly contributed to that. And so, but on his blog, <laughs> he, yes, he blogs, he has acknowledged that he has been called to humiliation by Christ. Oh. It's called not, by Christ. Yes. And he, he acknowledges that he... he um, He's not embracing humility. He's embracing humiliation. <laughs> oh, he, you know what? You know what it is. He's the victim here. Oh, he's absolutely the. He's victim. really. He's the true victim. Yeah. Um. In in fact, he says today's gospels give us a stark reality and an, and an immediate challenge. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Daily means each and every day, not now and then on our faith journeys and on our terms, right? So this has been thrust at him, 
right? And he says that in the in the past several days, I've experienced many examples of being humiliated. In recent days, I have been confronted by in various places by very unhappy people. I could understand <laughs> their depth of their anger and outrage at me at the church, at our at, at about injustices that swirl around us. Thanks to God's special grace, I simply stood there asking God to bless and forgive them. Oh, he's like Jesus himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's absolutely... This guy is he just, so just fucked up in the head because of, <laughs> of religion and his, 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 this, like, he talks about, like, it, no shit you're not facing humility, right? Because yeah. you can't get pride out of the way of any of this. Right, no. Like, in no way can you get over yourself. Right. He's just, I mean, I mean basically, rather than saying... I'm responsible for a thing that for a series of horrible things that have happened. He's he's dodging responsibility yeah. entirely yeah. and saying, "Oh, I guess it's my lot in life to have people come up to me on the street and yell at me." <laughs> yeah. Now, I, you know, it's it's a good thing that I have Jesus because yeah. if without him as my rock, I wouldn't be able to take all of these people yelling at me on the street about the horrible horrible things that I did. Yeah. Thank God I can just Live in peace with all the bad things that I've done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now he is re- he is retired from official duties, but he is still a, a cardinal. Yeah, he's going to go vote for the new pope. Exactly. <laughs> yep. This man, Roger Mahoney, gets to go and vote in the conclave for the new pope, <sighs> and he is boy, yeah. piece of work. Yeah. So, well, there you go. Yeah, and that is our. Fuck you, Cardinal of the Day. <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> Stupid. Say, hey, speaking of Jesus. Um, I don't want to speak about Jesus. Well, do you want to speak about a picture of Jesus? Sure, I like Jesus. <laughs> now you're contradicting yourself. <laughs> I like pictures of Jesus. <laughs> well, do you like the one that's in Jackson Middle School in, uh, in Jackson County, Ohio? Because well, there is well, one. Okay. Prominently displayed over an entrance uh, okay. to the school, there is a big picture of Jesus. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are people who aren't happy about that. So it, it, this is a public school? Yeah. And there's a big Jesus? Yep. How's that work? It's been there since 1947. Well, and, uh, okay. So finally somebody... Uh, <laughs> Let's come to their senses. ...raised a little bit of a fuss. Oh, um, boy. Yeah, a local a lo- local atheist group. Uh, the I guess the Freedom from Religion Foundation um, received an, a, a complaint from an unnamed source, and so they uh, <laughs> a child who's being subjected to Jesus, <laughs> probably a bunch of parent, probably yeah. a parent who who knows better than to raise a fuss in their own community, right? Because you don't so let, shit where you live. Yeah, exactly. Um, but let yeah, someone else. let someone else shit where you live. Right, exactly. There are organizations that will help you with the shitting. <laughs> So yeah, they uh, so they they wrote. I guess they wrote an angry letter that just said remove it, or you know we'll threaten lawsuit or something. Oh no! And the ACLU is involved now and everything. And so what's what is the school district trying? Are they here's please what he, don't tell me they're fighting. The superintendent said that he said quote well okay so he said that his his justification is that this was uh it was student initiated. In 1947. Uh-huh. It was a gift <laughs> from the student group, High, the High Y Club. I don't know what that means, but apparently it means we love Jesus. 
Oh, great. 1947. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take it down. And uh, and so he's... Wasn't it, appropriate then, it still isn't. So the superintendent, his name is Phil Howard, he said the following, quote, I'm certainly not going to run down there and take the picture down because some group from Madison, Wisconsin, who knows nothing about our, the culture of our community or why the picture is even there, wants me to take it down. I'm sorry, sir. Are you... Do you live in this country? Yeah. Have, have you heard of our constitution? <laughs> There's this document that we kind of like in this country called the Constitution of the United States of America. Oh yeah, no, nope. uh, he's so there. He's <laughs> I can't saying that they're fighting it. So he, yeah, he said that it has, uh, it has quote legal or it has historical significance, and it hasn't hurt anyone. It, well, it hasn't shot lasers from his <laughs> eyes. It it hasn't fallen and hit hit any kids on the head. Yeah. Oh God. So yeah, I mean, That's amazing. yeah. I mean, and the obvious complaint. Oh, I guess we should make it explicit what the complaint is. It's it's that it's a government entity, and it's yeah. it's favoring one religion over all others. I think it's completely clear. Yeah, just, you can't have a picture of Jesus. Yeah, but they they would be like, wait a second. It it's not saying you have to be Methodist or Baptist <laughs> or Catholic. Right. You can be any Christian you be, religion. You can be anything you want. See? Yeah. What's the problem? <laughs> what? You could even be a Lutheran. Well, don't go too far. <laughs> you could be a Mormon. They like Ooh, Jesus. They wouldn't. Yeah. Uh-oh. That's that's too bad. Anyway, right. I just I I I really do find that amazing. Yeah. Well, that there's a, that there's still schools that there's still people who are like who, who are defending what? Why? How, how, have we, how have we not gotten further than this? Okay. Pause there. <laughs> Let me go to my story. Okay. Okay. Am I? I'm going to get pissed off, aren't I? I think you're going to be irate by this. <sighs> um, apparently, um, just very recently, the House. So on Wednesday, mm-hmm. on February 13th, the House passed the. And by the House, I mean. U.S. Congress, right? House of Representatives, yeah, um, passed a bill to give disaster relief to religious groups. Okay, (laughs) so you better explain that. FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, has um, up till now excluded religious organizations um, from receiving emergency response, like rebuilding funds that the government will give during. You know, to like rebuild their disasters. churches or whatever, to rebuild their churches, okay, um, and to rebuild whatever they, whatever's fallen apart. Sure. So they're not they're not giving them money to go to be like the intermediary in in assisting communities. They're saying, hey, we want to help you rebuild so you can maintain <laughs> your position in the communities, right? Um, which I I kind of doubt that a lot of churches have had major long term problems with rebuilding. Because they should be both insured and they have a community that's going to help them rebuild. Real churches, yes. But here's here's what I'm thinking of. I, you know, you think about when Katrina hit and you got the the lower ninth ward of New Orleans getting just destroyed. Right. It was not an area that had a lot of money. Sure. And I think when you think about that, they're not they're not putting up churches. With stone facades and and giant steeples and stuff, they're 
they're putting up a double wide and meeting in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can see how certain churches Right. But, but do you those really aren't the want... churches that are uh that that are like pillars of their community or whatever i don't know i mean i I honestly don't know how i feel about this i i know how i feel about it you're you're clearly outraged i'm a little bothered by it yeah i think that it's using taxpayer money to directly benefit churches religious organizations yeah and we have we have had and churches are not people churches are not people yeah exactly churches yeah you know they're not businesses Mm mm-hmm and so the the two things that need to get up on their feet are churches or <laughs> churches are, are people and businesses. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I do think here's the thing. Because I mean I, I, as much as I don't like church and as much as I don't like religion and as much as I want religion to be gone, as much as I think that religion hurts more than it helps, it does help. There are a lot of people who get solace in times of great strife and from church there is nothing preventing people from getting getting back to some good old religion right where people are just gathering yeah, if their church having, is gone if their church is destroyed that but that I, that's the, that's a physical thing like community still the, the things that are valuable about religious organizations are community yeah it's not the church it's yeah. not the edifice it's not the rectory right right like that's not what, yeah, what what is going to establish that 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 community? And what about like a, a community getting through a difficult time and overcoming adversity? I mean, they would actually. In, I mean, maybe we should be for this because they'd actually be a stronger community after <laughs> after getting through that. I mean, like I'm arguing from from their not from their perspective. I'm sure they want the money, but like I, I I think that like if you. If you truly believe that, 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 that this faith and this sense of community is something that ties you together and that's good and that you're participating in, in sort of the, the, the body of Christ, right, mm. the, the community of Christ, then, then, then you should be fine with having a moment where you have to figure out how to rebuild. Yeah. Because you, I, your community is going to survive. You're going to have candlelight vigils on your ground. You're going to – you're going to be – you're going to be helping each other out. You're going to be doing all the things that the religion is supposed to be so good at. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I guess think I just, that you need federal money so that you can rebuild the structure. You're going to have no problem rebuilding that structure. I don't. Yeah. I guess. In the long run. Do, now, do, do, does FEMA and give money? Does FEMA really callous here? But does FEMA give money to like small businesses? They give business. Yeah, small businesses. They give to nonprofits. But as soon as you're a religious organization, they've always, they've always excluded religious organizations and small nonprofits makes that makes a lot of sense to me because these are service giving um organizations they're maybe they're in the arts maybe they're whatever they 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 have a a real identifiable community good there's something good that they're actually that that they're providing that is outside of the religious realm and as soon as you add religion to it i don't think the federal government has any business giving them money I just i I guess I see it as being just another because uh, I don't agree. I I don't like all nonprofit organizations. I think a lot of nonprofits are are wasteful and stupid. Well, I and I see religions as just another another nonprofit organization. I guess I'm actually not offended by it. Really? Yeah. Government money, because I mean, a lot of that money will go to help people. It'll go to rebuild their structure. Sure. 
but but you know there people get something from that i don't know i i guess i i'm gonna have to think about this I, I government money shouldn't go to to religion ah this is this is interesting i guess i don't really have like you know let's take it out of the christian world let's imagine a sikh community mm-hmm. that's been destroyed you know okay. the, their their building's been destroyed you why know, why does that conjure more sympathy for you well here's the deal you think of a sikh and you think you know the sikh people in this country are obvious yes they've got the hats they've got the beards they've got the everything they can't you can't sort of fly under any radars as a sikh person okay and they face a lot of discrimination yeah they do they need community and they have community right and my point is is that even though the structure goes away even though that building that that storefront that they were that to be honest Sikhs will probably do a little bit better in most communities, and small religious organizations will probably do just fine because they'll go rent a storefront in some biz- in some strip mall, okay, maybe somewhere, and they'll set up shop that the the business the guy who the landlord because most most yeah, of these but small out communities so much money they don't have money they, yeah, I, mean, but, they, right. I mean if they were smart they insured but you don't necessarily insure for a flood or you don't necess- you don't necessarily you know if a huge earthquake struck here. Right. There wouldn't be there would be churches there would be organizations that didn't have earthquake insurance because right. it's not it's not a standard part of the insurance right I don't know man I, I, I I'm I'm not I'm not convinced one way or the other yet I, I I have to think about it I think their ability to worship would not be compromised their ability to have, participate in a community would not be compromised that's true but they still lost something big right and why is it the federal government's business to be replacing that thing for them. Why is it? Why is it you know, my tax make, dollars? You're making sort of an argument that if you made it about an individual person, you'd be making the the conservative argument. No, because I believe. Why? Because well, no, I'm I'm just saying like why is it the federal government's responsibility to help any of these? Because people? It, because I think that the federal government, I believe that there there's a certain amount of collectivism that we need to embrace in this country. Right. But I don't think that that collectivism extends to religious activity okay. yeah i mean i think we just gotta just i i i am not gonna come down on a side right now okay. I, i'm i'm still exploring this idea because it's new to me <laughs> but i'm not but but i'm not convinced one way or the other yet interesting yeah interesting dan so let's move on okay um uh i got a uh i'm gonna tell you about a priest and uh, you know what this isn't even a story but it fascinated me enough that I thought I'd bring it up. Oh, okay. You did a non-story earlier. I'll do a non-story now. All right, whatever. Um, the uh, this priest, his name is Cameron Partridge. He's an an Episcopal Episcopal. He's he's an Episcopal priest. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, he is also the university chaplain of Boston University. Hmm. He is also formerly she. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I just thought, you know, I, that's it. That's the whole the whole thing is that I did not know that there were, I, it hadn't even occurred to me to think about whether or not there were transgendered uh, clergy in the country. Oh. But there are still no females, no women in the priesthood huh. in, in, you know, in the Anglican communion. Right. 
Uh, oh, maybe no, there. No, 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 no there not, are. That's there not are. True. That's because not true. That's not true. There the are. bishop here was Carol just not in Tanner Irish. Yeah, just not in uh, in uh, England in Church of England. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that's interesting. We got a woman who's so so. My I guess my question is, what about Catholics? You know, could a, a female to male? No. Transsexual because I, the whole transgender transsexual yeah, thing doesn't don't, work for them they don't, they don't in any way, shape, or form. Except that. But yeah, I mean, we got a. We, we, he's a man now. Huh. Wasn't a man that before. But yeah, I think that that's an interesting thing. And and yeah. you know, in in the end, who the hell cares? In the yeah. end, it's just you know, be you and whatever. Interesting though. Where did you say it was? Boston. Boston. Yeah. Huh. He's he's the he's speaking of BU. He's yeah he's the uh, the chaplain at Boston University. I just think that that's a a cool thing, you know that there that it 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 bespeaks an openness of mm-hmm. of the community and it yeah. and 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 it's and it talks to uh, sort of the new times. Yeah, it's nice. I guess, and then and then in the end, it's just somebody in another religion, and that's whatever. It right. is what it is. Yeah. But I thought that that was well, interesting. I think, I think that's great. I really don't have a lot to say about it no. beyond that it's great. Yeah. Awesome. Well done. It just hadn't even occurred to me. The, well the... done, Anglicans. Yeah. Yeah. Episcopalians. I wonder if someone could trick. I think it would be funny if somebody, you know, a, a, a female to male transsexual didn't tell the Catholic Church. <laughs> just never, never told anybody. Just lived their life as a man. Was... Went, went through seminary. What about the full physical at the beginning? Well, if they have just, all the business, I don't know that there is one. Yeah, exactly. The full physical and the, hmm. you know, hmm. I just think that'd be interesting. Well, maybe someday, maybe someday, Dan. Yeah, maybe. None, maybe. Or, none or, turned priest. Yeah, I wonder. I want <laughs> that'd be interesting. <laughs> a nun who decides, you know what? I'm actually a man. Goes through the whole thing and then goes into the priesthood. That'd be fascinating. Or what just a, stays at her convent. As a man, yeah. Oh, that'd be oh, the male nun. <laughs> uh, yeah, the transgender nun, Brother Mary Ignatius. <laughs> I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Father Superior. <laughs> that's the new. That's the title of the movie. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Father Superior. Oh my God. Star that's... starring starring. Uh, who do who do we put? Uh, <laughs> Eddie Murphy, what as, as the nun who turns transsexually male? I don't wait. Who, mm, no, it's a Whoopi Goldberg film. It, yeah, okay, you're right. I mean, just to go obvious, it's, it's, it's got to be if 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 you know that. So it's it's back in the. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's uh, yeah. It's whatever. It's uh, it's, uh, it's uh, what was, it? It was I went to nonsense. It's not nonsense. Uh, yeah, it's, I can't. Um, uh, uh, Sister Act. Sister Act. Sister Act Three. <laughs> She's a he. <laughs> Don't call me sister. <laughs> Brother act. Brother act. <laughs> sister act three. Brother act. <laughs> oh, whoopee. <laughs> whoopee, if you happen to be a listener. <laughs> with, special, with special guest, uh, with, uh, Chaz Bono. Uh, special appearance by Chaz Bono. <laughs> That's amazing. I hope they make that movie. Yeah. I want them to. It'll be directed by what's his name Wachowski. Oh, that'd be awesome. There you go. <laughs> the whole slow motion nun stuff. No, it's what's her name Wachowski now. Yeah. Sorry. Lana yeah. Lana, I think is what oh, okay. is what her name is now. But they do like the matrixy sort of 
Oh boy. Yeah, I don't I don't even know what to what to call to uh, mind for that. Yeah. Well, if you have any ideas of what to uh what to do with that, um you can uh follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TGI atheist. All sorts of com- like us. conversating going on There's there. There's a lot that's been going on Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um we uh we, we also can receive emails mm-hmm. and that you can write to podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Right. And you can also leave us a voicemail at four two four six 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 eight four four two. That's true. All right, we're going to take a quick break, um, and we're going to leave you with some audio to listen to while we do. This is, um, 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 oh, who are these two idiots? It's Barber and Staver, I, whoever I, they are. Never heard of them. Uh, the, the, the slug, the, not the slug, the bug in the lower corner, lower right-hand, left-hand corner of the, the screen, says Liberty Council, Faith and Freedom, whatever that is. Um, and so we're going to take a listen there. It seems like they have a little talk show. Yeah. And, uh, well, what's important about these guys is not, is just that they make really good points. Oh yeah. That's why we're listening to them. Yeah. So here we go. On my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country to help other people at all times to obey the scout law and to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake and morally straight. Yeah. Now, how would you have a policy and an oath like that under a policy that says you can have homosexual scoutmasters or homosexual scouts? Where you have uh, adults modeling for children what every major world religion and thousands of years of history have held to be immoral behavior, behavior that we know demonstrably is is self-destructive from a medical standpoint, from a uh, spiritual and emotional standpoint. So why would you have adults modeling that behavior for children? Yeah, it makes no sense to have a Jerry Sandusky as your scoutmaster. Uh, and essentially that's what this policy would open up the doors to. You'd have somebody who has sexual attractions to the young boys that he is supervising, taking them out in the woods, developing trust, and then having the awful uh, situation that we had with Jerry Sandusky. Adult uh, radical homosexual uh, activists demand access to your children, to my children. I have a scouting age children. That should send a shudder down uh, the, the, the spine of every father, for instance. What father in his right mind would send his children on an overnight camping trip with an adult man who defines his very identity by the fact that he is uh, sexually craves sex with other males? And, and, and that's something interesting because heterosexuals don't define their identity by their sexual lifestyle. Right. But those that are in the homosexual lifestyle define their entire identity yeah. with sexual acts. It's hypersexual. It's, hy- yeah. it's a hypersexualized, uh, I, you know, focus. And you put that within the Boy Scouts, it is just trouble waiting to happen. Okay, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I do not even know where to start. Uh, it was two minutes of gibberish. It wasn't gibberish. It was the concern of real people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because because I, I, I love the assumption that Jerry Sandusky was gay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, if you had sex with boys, and if you don't understand anything about how pedophilia works, right. then he's gay. Right. But he's not. He's not. He wasn't having <clears throat> sex with consenting adult men. No. 
which would have <clears throat> nor made him, nor would he want to. I think nor would he want to because most, that's not what his most pedophiles have. He was doing most pedophiles have no interest in that. No, and it's not it's, it's the sex with the boys that they're interested in. It's the right. dominance, and it's 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 mm-hmm. a lashing out, and it's a it, it's a sickness. Obviously, yeah, obviously. Uh, but yeah, they, these guys, I love that, that it's so, how convenient it is to not know that fact. <laughs> well, but I, they don't, yeah, they don't care to know that fact. No, they have and if no you told them in that, that they would, they would, they would brush it off. They, no, they wouldn't I, I, even fit into their worldview. I think they, they, they would have a very valid response to that, which is la 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 la. I'm not listening. <laughs> la 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 la. Nope, no, no, I don't hear anything. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. In case you didn't know, uh, listeners at home, I was I was motioning my my fingers in my ears. Yeah, while I was doing that, yeah, because that was that's what you do. Although they were actually just hitting my headphones. <laughs> if yeah. you want, if you want important a, information, if you want a visual have. for that, yeah. Anyway, um, and then of course there's what's the I mean what's this whole thing about? I mean, fuck people with too much privilege. Right, like white oh. heterosexual men who just have no fucking clue the whole, about their privilege. Well, the, it's w- so what you're getting at, and I think that we we discussed sorry, this. Sorry, white little... heterosexual male listeners. <laughs> it's okay. I'll speak for us white heterosexual males and just say we're fine. Uh, the uh, but you, the amazing thing is, yeah, they say the homosexuals define themselves by their sexuality. Well, you know what? When you are completely put upon by society, when you are rejected by a large portion of society, yeah. it's the same way that, I mean, they could make the argument that black people define themselves by their blackness. But white people, you don't see white people defining themselves by their whiteness. Yeah, because white, being white's easy. Yeah. It's already defined for you. Guess what? Yeah, yeah. Like, you, all you're doing is just living out some little template. Right. So... Kudos to you. Yeah, exactly. Great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. You do define yourself by your heterosexuality. Absolutely. You're Every sitting time there, you're confronted with something different, you're defining yourself by your heterosexuality. Right. Right. You're, you're sitting there having a two-minute bullshit conversation about how much you are terrified of these gay guys, <laughs> and you're not defining yourself by your heterosexuality? <laughs> really? Good yeah, job, sorry. guys. Big failure. Major <laughs> fail. Epic <laughs> fail. <laughs> tards i would rather my kids go on a camping i don't have any kids but if i had kids most of the gay guys i know i would much rather send my boys on a camping trip with them Uh than with the two guys that we just heard well it's gonna be fun it's gonna yeah (laughs) yeah for one i've taken kids on camping trips yeah teenagers Mm -hmm. on camping trips and we have a good time in fairness did you molest them well dan (laughs) i'm just saying what do you think the answer to that is? Well, of course I did not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But we went. We had a great time. We did all the things that you would expect to do camping. We sure. went hiking. We went swimming. We, you know, whatever. And, and it, was ma- a co- it was a co-ed group. And, and you and managed to avoid molesting anybody. I somehow think that's I managed. I don't. You know, why can't we just turn the conversation in this country to... We're not okay with anybody molesting. Whether they're gay or straight, we're not okay with molestation. Because that's the deal here. Right. We're not okay. We're. It's not about whether you're gay or straight. It's right. about are you a molester? Because if you are, you, that's, who's, that's who's yeah. not allowed in the scouts. Right. No molesters. We, they should have a very strict, <laughs> I support them in a very strict no molester policy. Yeah, that's a good policy. I'm okay with discriminating against child molesters. Sure. 
just yeah they're dumb um we have so much correspondence this i week. know people well, should we do thank yous first should we just get thank yous okay done thank real you. quick thank yous f- yes let's sure. do some thank yous okay um we wanted to thank uh some donors uh-huh now a couple weeks ago we did it we we sort of ran through a whole list of everybody that's uh that's been a that's a subscriber mm-hmm. i hope it was everybody i tell I you so. paypal is such a pain in the ass in terms of like getting just you know all i want is x information and then it just gives you it just vomits crap to you <laughs> Anyway, we promised that we would go through and uh, thank all of our individual donors, our donors of, of, of one-time donations. Yes. Uh, because that wasn't in the original thing. So I wanted to go through and do that first. Some of these guys have already been thanked. Some of them haven't. I just want to make sure that everybody got thanked. Because, right. Because, <laughs> because we're, we are thankful. We're very thankful. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, Bjorn, Tracy, uh, 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 Misa, uh, Rebecca, Krista... Valia or Valia, Valia, I think it's pronounced Valia. Okay. Adam, uh, Jeff, Elliot, Richard, and uh, and then recently Matthew, and uh, a big thanks to, to John who was who was very generous to us. Well, thank you very much, guys. Thanks. So it, yeah, it, all it of is, you guys. It is helping out, uh, and, and, uh, and it's and, wonderful. So what all of these guys did. There are two ways that you can that you can show your monetary love to our podcast mm-hmm. uh, because you know obviously this isn't free for us and we mm-hmm. have to we have to pay for all of our equipment and yep. hosting and everything. Um, so you can either give us a one time donation as all of those people did, or or you can uh, you can uh, subscribe, mm-hmm. which is a one time or which is a once a month sort of thing. You can you know you can choose your level at which you want to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the one-time donation, you choose how much you want to give. It's up to you. Um, you know, give what you can. Yeah. We, we don't want you to, you know, don't make don't it Don't give what you can't. Right. We don't want you to make it hurt. <laughs> right. That's not what this is about. It's, it's not going to church. But by the same token, if you're really rich, come on, man. can't. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. No. Uh, so, no, we are super grateful for anything that anybody gives. It's actually yeah. just amazing it's, to us. Well, yeah, we're still kind of flabbergasted. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm it, a little flabbergasted. I mean, I, you know, like we started out doing this and, you know, we, the, 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 the when, when we had like 50 downloads in one day, we were freaking out. <laughs> like absolutely freaking That's out. True. I think we hit like, like 500 downloads in our first month. And like we do that, like, Easily in a day now. Wow, we're giving away our numbers. No, I'm saying, I mean, easily. That's like yeah. that's like a regular day, right? Is what we were doing in in our first month, right? And so it's remarkable. The podcast we're, has really grown a lot. We're, we're and growing, and we, we we love the community that's that's developing around it. And, and the thing it's, is, it's amazing. The more it's that really, we the more fantastic. that we grow, and the more that you guys contribute, the more we're going to be able to actually like start keep a community going here and that's kind of our goal what we want to be able to do is interact with you guys on as many levels as possible which is why we're doing the the road trip Mm -hmm. we've had a lot of correspondence about this road trip that we're going to be doing Um, and keep it coming like right we've gotten a lot of responses from alabama and Mm. from texas Mm -hmm. um and there are still and there's there's been some responses from elsewhere little yeah a few a few few, uh throws to uh to louisiana and yeah of course 
but but we've seen a lot from these other areas so you know if you're in those areas please keep corresponding and let us know but if you're not in one of those areas then like you know sell us on why we need to come through i don't know tennessee or kentucky right and specifically what we're asking for here we should be clear about this what we want is we want to know what interest what thing you know think about what our podcast is about yeah and what what's of interest in your neck of the woods that yeah. we that we need to see um because just saying hey i live in x and i would love to see you i'm sorry but we're spending a lot of money to go on this trip it's not going to get us there but if you say well no what i'm saying is if you if you just say i'd love to see you we want to see you too right but we've got to justify Going mm. X, going to X place instead of going to Y place because yeah, we can't true. we can't go to all we can't of the go to we can't go to yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So we need so you, sell us on your town. That's all we're saying. Yeah, we need we need you to we need to know what's up, yeah. what, what's happening out there, and we will you know we will announce where we're going. We will mm-hmm. announce the trip officially at some point. Right. We 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 haven't settled on anything yet. Yeah. There's there's only it's, a vague <clears throat> sense of when at right. this point. You can go you can go to uh, thankgodimatheist.com and read the little write up of what yeah. we're going to be doing. Um, we've, there's a link to it on our Facebook page yeah. and, uh, and, and just, uh, and just, you know, let us know what, what's up in your community. Do you have a really amazing creationist museum yeah. that we need to see? Do you have, is there some sort of pageant mm. that happens in your area that would blow our minds? Yeah. Or yeah. It, do you have like a totally kick-ass um atheist, atheist community yeah. that you want us to come and we'll come like i think it'd be cool to go to some uh some some group meetings or yeah. Whatever. yeah yeah we'll we'll you know some we'll, gatherings maybe it'd be fun you know we only do this once a week and we'll probably be out on the road for a couple weeks but you know we're gonna have to record these podcasts and maybe mm-hmm. you know maybe if we get a group together we can record a podcast sort of in front of a live audience oh. <laughs> we've never done that before <laughs> Uh, that'd be wild <laughs> that'd be kind of crazy anyway um right. uh so so ideas send them in yes we're we're we're, we're, we're very, very grateful for them and we're very compiling open them. at this point too. we're in the point of we're, we're we're compiling them it's the whole there are no bad ideas right no bad suggestions yeah. at this point no bad no no dumb questions right and also you know the other thing is if if, if your area just has something really cool that's not related to the podcast but the would be really awesome yeah that might bring us there too yeah who knows who can say <laughs> anyway right, correspondence we we have, have a, belabored we have a lot that. of them okay um why don't we do um we got we got we got a couple sections here we really should have sort of planned we this should better. have let's start with the non segment ones okay first uh do you have one pulled up yeah well i think um I would just like to um, shout out again to uh, Misa. Mm. She thanks us. Uh, she sent us an email thanking us for um, our dedication to correct pronunciation. <laughs> yes, and uh, yes, and that that just please let us know how your name is right. pronounced, and we'll pronounce. And we'll try to pronounce it she, correctly. And she confirmed that it is Misa. It's Misa. Anyway, much as Jar Jar would say, <laughs> she says, <laughs> "So you poor girl." <laughs> I think it's a cute name. Yeah, I do too. The whole Jar Jar thing is just sad, though. That's oh. all I'm saying. Okay. Um, do you want to play the the one voicemail? Yeah, let we've me, got two, um... but one of them's related to something we're going to talk about later. So Ooh, we're being so cryptic. We are. All right. Let me go ahead and uh, here we go. Hello, Frank and Dan. This is Tom in uh, Colorado. Uh, I so many times I want to call and say how what a great job you're doing. I, I, I think of that all the time when I listen. 
but I have a complaint this time. Would you please mention whoever does your your opening and closing music? It really makes your show sound so polished and like you'd be listening on NPR or something. And it just gives the impression like you have a huge studio and staff and stuff. So would you please tell us about the people that made that music and and uh, and let us know. Uh, that's it. Thanks a bunch. Your your show is awesome. Bye bye. All right. Well, thanks. Awesome, Tom. We we have mentioned it like. Twice, yeah, but it, he, uh, it's certainly not enough. He, he brings up a good point, yeah, in I, that we need to. We're, what we're going to start doing is we're just going to start at the uh, end of the show. We don't, we don't do, we don't have a credits section of the right. show because it, it's all you got, you and me, right. Frank. But, but uh, we've had enough questions about this that I think we just need to start mentioning Rich Daigle and the Red Rock Hot Club. Yep, and of those of you who live in Salt Lake, you can go and see them perform. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, Rich Daigle, Red Hot, Red Rock Hot Club, and 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 uh, Tom. Just so you know, we do of course have a big studio, and we're we're majorly <laughs> professional. What are you talking we're, about? There's, there's no way we're sitting in a guest bedroom. Shh. No, no, at no, a, <laughs> no. At a fold-out table. No, we're in the uh, the Thank God I'm Atheist Tower downtown Salt Lake City, in the Purple Room. We of course own the building. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Studio P, Studio P, <laughs> for purple, for purple. Yeah, the room is purple. It is purple. It's a very pronounced color of purple. I love this purple. Yeah, no, I know you do. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So thanks for that. Uh, go ahead and look them up on iTunes, the Red Rock Hot Club. They're they're great. Yeah, yeah and they get they got all sorts of stuff. Or go to their website. Yeah. Um, what about Tom's email? Should we read that? Yeah, go ahead. Why don't you All take right. that one? Um, so he says, I am a dude who grew up in Utah. I was raised Catholic, but was given a choice to join the church at about 11 years old. I did, but our family bought a boat, and that was the end of my church days. Ha, ha, ha. I think that's funny. Um, anyway, your podcast is fantastic. I discovered um, it this past December but I am sure God was involved. Yeah. And I really enjoy your stance about coming out atheist. Um, mm. Okay. And um, I guess I read this one too soon. But anyways, <laughs> okay. um, I'm, we'll starting to, <laughs> I'm starting to do that, except uh, with my grandmother. She is super awesome and super Catholic. So I, don't, I won't tell her yet. Um, I'm fairly confident that she does not know about your podcast. <laughs> um, a couple of things. One, I hate angry atheists. Two, I have a degree in philosophy. Three, Crazy uh, Anne Rand is my foundation for atheism. Um, four, I have nothing against uh, religion beyond the cultural, political, and cultural, uh, and general moral control of people. I should say, the crazy Anne Rand, he's not calling her crazy. The crazy's in parentheses. He's saying, crazy. He's saying it's crazy that the fact that Ayn Rand is. Yeah. Yeah. He's crazy about it's. It's crazy that that is the, the foundation, foundation of right, his right, right, right. right. Um, and then he brings up, um, something, uh, however, there is one thing you guys have not really talked about, uh, that I'm not sure all the atheists or people with general questions are aware of, um, agency detection. Yeah. Um, it was one of the things in my studies that really confirmed my atheism. Your show has actually touched on the issues with prayer and other delusions of power beyond one's own mind. Uh, it is interesting theory that is part of evolutionary psychology, or if you want to be witty, uh, creationary psychology <laughs> so anyways um uh, da, 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 da. yeah and then he, he yeah yeah so agency detection yeah uh, i think that's a brilliant topic yeah we don't have we neither of us are experts in it but i have i have looked into it quite a bit yeah um there it it's part of 
or or at least the 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 prevailing theory is that in in evolutionary biology we all you know scientists are always looking for why we act the way we do exactly and one of the ways in which we one of one of the explanations possible explanations for why we're constantly as a species why gods keep popping up mm. in every in every society right uh why there are supernatural explanations for everything anything and everything yeah is goes back to <clears throat> a very early evolutionary uh uh mandate um which is present in so many species and the reason it's present is because it uh it makes us it advantages a species hmm. and what it does what like what cert- is it okay so where it comes from is this uh we're talking about detecting agents we're talking about deciding that there is a, a cause for a phenomenon so let's but from sort of this primitive evolutionary right so let, place, let's we're let's talking go about to, danger let, right let, yes that you're perceiving a threat right exactly so let's let's imagine you're a gazelle in the savannah <laughs> i would love to imagine i'm a gazelle yeah be a happy little gazelle seems pleasant but you know that there are you know there are lions somewhere about mm. makes are, me nervous do gazelles and lions live in the same sure i, I don't yeah well, there's this, a predator yeah, there's, there's a, a predator lurking yeah. in the grass. As a gazelle, you are you are vulnerable to predation, and uh, Ooh. yeah, didn't that sound fancy? Whoa! <laughs> so anyway, uh, the whole idea of of agency detection is if you hear a rustle in the grass, mm-hmm. as a gazelle, you, the gazelle who's who's inclined to just dismiss a rustle in the grass as the wind or as <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Is more likely to be eaten by a lion right. than the gazelle that takes any rustle in the grass as that's probably a lion I'm going to run. Right. So I, this... I love the thought process of, oh, it's probably just the wind. <laughs> as a gazelle, it's, just, it's like I've been tricked by that wind before. You know, over, over the millennia, mm-hmm. there must have been critters that dismissed rustles in the grass. Oh, they didn't, they paid it no heed. Right. And, <laughs> And it, those, those were genetically weeded out. Yeah, it was absolutely. So they did not live to procreate. Right over the course of of millennia, the gene for holy shit <laughs> became more and more pronounced. Right, right, right. So the you know this and and it was a it was a genetic advantage. Right, and you've known, we've all known that secretary. <laughs> <laughs> who you walk up behind and it's just like <laughs> or like you uh, so you walk up in front but they're just focused on something in their screen and you just assume that they <laughs> that they've caught you in their peripheral uh-huh. and you just say hey susan and they go ah <laughs> <laughs> they should call it the secretary gene <laughs> i don't than... know why i went to secretary no that was so weird <laughs> So that's what agency detection right. is about. And it's a good reason why it, – it's a good explanation for why we as a species, you know, something startles us or scares us. You know, lightning happens and suddenly we're like, Jesus, what was that? Right. And 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 literally some people say well, that was Jesus. I think that lightning is startling no matter yeah. what. Yeah, it's a scary thing. But, but what, what's more subtle is the being in your house and it's dark – and you see some little shadow mm. or whatever and right. and infer and 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 i mean it could be you might imagine that it, there's someone in your house right right 
and you combine that with the also our genetic predisposition to pattern recognition mm-hmm. yeah and taking and 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 our disposition toward taking patterns and turning them into faces because mm. we have facial recognition software programmed into our into into our uh makeup i don't and it, it's made life very difficult <laughs> it's tricky but but i mean you you add you combine all of these things and suddenly you see ghosts yeah because we want because we are genetically programmed to see a causation for anything around us right right we detect an agent behind what's happening mm-hmm. rather than just oh that's just something happening and we don't know what it is right we try to place an agent into that space right so the ta da <laughs> god yeah well why not or gods many 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 gods well it, would know, it, we tend to focus on oh god because monotheism has sort of won now it kind of yeah. is the big winner yeah but you know every god that's ever existed has essentially arisen out of uh this the i mean we are predisposed toward toward you know assuming logic assuming uh not not just causation but assuming a, a an intelligent mm-hmm. cause or, mm-hmm. or 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 a uh a what am i trying a sentient cause right right, right. And in, well, and 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 intentious, right? Intention, no, intentional, in- intentional cause. Okay, to a thing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's also nice to be able to like ask for intermediary support, like like asking mm. somebody to, you know, come in and 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 uh, act on your behalf. Oh, for, you're talking for, about for the nature. You're talking about God. Stuff. Yeah, for God. Yeah, you want protection. Yeah. Well, no, you like pray for to the rain god for rain. Mm. You pray to the wind god to stop blowing. Right. Yeah. If there's a, if there's a cause if, if if there's an intentional causer of rain and an intentional causer of wind, mm-hmm. then one could hope that they could communicate with that being mm-hmm. and yeah. say, "Hey, uh, either cut it out or do you mind? Right. Will you add some of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah." It it is interesting to see what be, what having a huge frontal a neocortex does yeah. with evolutionary mandates. Kind of screwed us up it's, for a while. It's no longer useful. Yeah, that thing. Anyway, oh, there's more correspondence, isn't there? Yeah, we got a lot. Boy, we got we kind of went off on that one for a second. <laughs> um, well, we, it's fascinating. There's it is a fascinating. There's a really good TED talk given by. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? The guy who who's the president of he's of the Skeptic Association that puts out Skeptic Magazine, and he does a really good t- t- TED talk about agency detection. So go ahead and look that up for more information. <clears throat> what's next? Um, um. Well, I think somebody. Oh, uh, do we want to talk David. about David? Oh yeah, but yeah. Should I read this one? Yeah. Why don't you? Uh, he's referring to our interview with uh, David Silverman, which just we just which, had on, which was last week, um, and I I thought an interesting interview. I thought it was nice. He uh, self congratulate. <laughs> no, just he was interesting. Um, <laughs> so they so David's referring to that. He says he was great. You guys are great. You are wrong about him. What? There is not a nickel's worth of difference between the two of you. And technically, there's three of us. But I think he means us as a unit. And, as, yeah, sure. Yeah. And him as a unit. Clear. Um, 
And that's a good thing, he says. You are both harsh on religion and mocking of the institutions and the personalities that make up the world of uh, the wor- the worldview of believers. David would probably never do jokes would probably never do jokes about Christ on a cracker in public, but you do all the time. Hmm. Imagine yourself being interviewed by Bill O. Uh, Bill O'Reilly. Now imagine he plays so- plays back some of your greatest hits just from the past week or two. How do you come off looking? How do you come off looking any different than David? You wouldn't. What what the two of you say every week is more harsh, critical, judgmental, insulting, and insensitive than anything David says in public, and you say it in front of a worldwide audience. I love you guys, but you have to get over the myth that you're different. You're just funnier. Hmm. Well, thank you for that. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> nice. It's nice to know that people find us funny. Um, you understand that with. That re- you understand that religion is fundamentally ridiculous, ridiculous, and must be ridiculed. It must. M- it, it makes no sense to tie the hands of someone else who's doing who's doing it in a slightly different public arena. What he can learn from you two is humor. What you two can learn from him is the unapologetic boldness of your convictions. An alien from another planet would find you, you and David, to be indistinguishable. Come to think of it, so would most humans. Love the show. Keep up the good work, David. Yeah. Oh, you threw us for a loop, David. Yeah, I, I thought about this for a while. Yeah, you, we we both had to do some uh, some inward looking mm-hmm. on this. I, I don't think I agree with him. Well, but let's, I agree but with him let's delineate on what, terms. Yes. Well, let's delineate what are where we fall on this. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go ahead? Well, what I would say first of all is that I do feel like. David Silverman is doing it in a in a different way. I feel like the the people who end up listening to this podcast are opting into something, mm. and they have they're either atheist or they're Christians doing research. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why a Christian would listen to this show, but the, but they're they're <laughs> they're listening in. They find us funny for whatever reason, right? Whatever. Um, and and so I, I I just feel like that there's an opt-in that does make it a little difference. And maybe that's like a really fine line. Mm. I do agree that with him and saying that we definitely are very open in our in our criticisms and our 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 ridicule sure. of of religion. Um I, I, I don't, don't think I don't that we that cross we... the line <sighs> to where it, it takes on personal attacks of the of the religious. And I do feel like the billboards do this thing of like you know it's a myth right like it's yeah you it, know it feel, i somehow it feels more personal and well, i don't know why. silverman said specifically and he says this all the time that they don't attack christians they attack christianity they don't go after that's individuals that's they true. go after the, the that's institution true. And I'll, I'll take him on at his word here's what that. i here's what here's where i quibble with david uh not silverman our our writer our okay. our, our listener mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i i quibble with him because while i make all kinds of jokes about, you know, all of the stories that we do and we make, you know, we do, you know, we'll make a Christ on a cracker joke or whatever. I still say, uh, I, I still uh, think that, I, I I don't think that it's okay to just say to someone who's a believer, you know, it's a myth. Yeah. You know, it's not true. Yeah. I don't ridicule people for being a believer. I really right. don't. I ridicule people who are in a religion and are hypocrites. Yeah. I ridicule people who do something stupid because of their religion. Right. You know, if you're handling a snake, 
You know, if your hand, if you get, if you die of of being snake bit because you believe, you know, it's that yeah. sort of thing. It's stupidity that I ridicule, not religiosity. <laughs> Damn. What? <laughs> right? Am I wrong? <laughs> It might just be an impolitic way of saying it. That's all. I'm not worried about being in, being in politic. As David is is happy to point out, we are not uh, we're not tied down to political correctness. No, that's true. That's true. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I I do want to thank you, David, because you you the, the way that you wrote this really made me think about like, uh, you know. What, yeah. what we're doing here. Yeah. I mean, it really did. It really made me r- consider, you know, how are we like David Silverman? How, right. And how I feel that we're not. And in, this, um, in the and, end, and we are on the same team as Silverman. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, 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 I applaud so much of what American Atheist does do. Absolutely. I don't like their graphic design on their billboards. <laughs> well, the, yeah. The I graphic don't. design we can universally denounce. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just awful. <laughs> But the other thing is that the the I don't I don't I don't buy into his strategy. His billboard strategy yeah. I don't buy into one bit. Yeah. And certain uh, certain and of that... their uh, lawsuits I don't buy into. Sure. I don't I I they they take it to be so important to do mm-hmm. certain things that I think aren't are are really in the end not worthwhile endeavors. Mm-hmm. Uh you know when when they work to get so work so hard to get press mm-hmm. by putting up a billboard that they know is just going to offend. Right. That's the point. That's how they we don't get do, the press. And we, you and I, Frank, don't do anything to offend. We do things that will would offend someone if they heard it. Certain certain people would get offended. Our if intention they heard is not to. Offend. But our te- intention is never to offend. Right. And we and we try to make it clear that when we're joking, it's a joke. Right. And in the end, if we hurt people's feelings, we're we're not okay with that. Well, I'm I mean, a, if I if I hurt, I, a, I have a, to be kind of okay with it because the fact of the matter is, we're putting this out there for anybody to listen to. Yeah, right. And and I think that that's kind of what David's point is in in some way is that is that the, this is going out there, and if somebody who would be offended to, by it did listen to it, it is offensive. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, you know, we talk, we've talked a lot about but, but, Mormons but, and stuff. Yeah. But I would I would never hesitate to say to say to my Mormon friends. And I have, and I have Mormon friends who listen to this. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, it's it, it might hit you a little harsh, mm-hmm. but it's it's all in good fun. And if you have any objections, you just tell me, and right. we'll talk about it. Right. And if you're if you have a valid objection to what we're doing, right, we're there for you. Right. I just think that in 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 a lot of ways, what we're doing is like open, like when a listener comes in or, or when a listener listens to the show and they download the show and listen to it. They are basically coming into a room where we're having this conversation. Yeah, and and I and and that's how I see it as being a little different from what David Silverman does. Right, we're not and, putting and up again, a billboard that's right, that, right. that says Christ on a cracker. Right, exactly. Although I'll, that might be funny. We probably should. <laughs> and then no, the, and no. I, I I hope you, David, that you don't think that we're just like um, splitting hairs here. Yeah. But, but I mean, I really, I really feel this way, and I, and I, my initial reaction was to, to really um, take this criticism on fully, and then figure out how, I, how I felt about it. Right. And, and I, I really tried it on for size, and, um, and I just, ultimately, I just don't like the way the 
the sleeves fit. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Um, we we had we had sort of a a, a confluence in the universe. Yeah. In some of our uh our our emails. Yeah. We still have several uh things to get through, but we, this is our segment. Yeah. For our our last segment is the next few emails. The next few emails because they they all for whatever reason it seems to be that the universe has uh, asked us has asked us to yeah. participate in this some agent detection. <laughs> yeah, <Dan>. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I detect a pattern and therefore <laughs> the universe must be telling us there's, something. There's a there's an agent that has created this pattern. Hmm. Or wow. rather just a bunch of people happened to email us on the same topic. On yeah. the same week. Sure. That's so great. So here's what cool. we're doing. Uh, I'm going to read Chris's email to launch us into cool. it. And then uh, and we'll, we'll continue on from there. Dear Frank and Dan, says Chris, I am so glad I stumbled on your podcast several months ago. I was, raised Christ- I was raised in a Christian home and have always questioned the things I was taught. I've always been told to shut up and don't question things because mm. uh, that is not, quote, living by the faith. Anyway, long story short, after having most of my questions about creation confirmed after majoring in anthropology in college and finally being told the truths of evolution, I decided to finally rid myself of religion, of the religion I was brought up in. I, quote, came out as an atheist about a year ago, and it has been a very, it has been very difficult since. Hmm. My wife of four years is a very, is very religious and has caused a huge rift between us and, uh, yeah, it has caused a few huge rift between us, as one would imagine. We have come to an understanding that if she doesn't preach at me or force me to go to church, then I will stop pointing out all the flaws and lies in her beloved Christian story. <laughs> Needless to say, it can still get tough uh, since this area of the country is very conservative hmm. and being a liberal uh, atheist is very rare. Hmm. I'm thankful that you two have the desire to reach out to the athe- to other atheists and keep us up to date on anything refer- relating to atheism. Your podcast has kept me has kept me up during some late night drives uh, home from work, and I I am even going back and listening to some of your old stuff. Yeah. Keep up the good work, Chris. Awesome, cool. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Uh, so that is one thing, and then we should also read. Do you want to read Nathan's? Yes, um, I believe that's this one. No, that's not that one. Oh, sorry, I didn't. You want me to? Well, if you have it, I, I got see it right it here on my list. Uh, so Nathan says, uh, "Hi guys, good job on the podcast. I've been listening for a couple weeks. I uh, found you on iTunes as a top station and thought it was a pretty funny title. <laughs> cool. <laughs> which, which at least we got that going for us. <laughs> if nothing else, we got the funny. Thanks title. for sticking around after listening. Yeah, exactly." Um, I've been listening to a lot of other ex-Mo podcasts, meaning ex-Mormon podcasts, and was uh, looking for something a little more on atheism in general, so it was funny when this one turned out to be pretty heavy on the Mormonism, too. Anyway, within the the last couple of weeks, I came out as an atheist to my family, Mm. and it's been an interesting ride so far. I was encouraged by watching videos of people like uh, Hitchens, Dennett, Dawkins, and Krauss that uh, that it is worth coming out and standing up for atheism. I'd like to hear your thoughts on the subject and possibly contrasting the difference between coming out as atheist and coming out as gay. Mm. I also live in Salt Lake, so if you want to go out for a beer or food sometime. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we will. Yeah. We, we should have a, a get-together. We should have a... With our Salt Lake peeps. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay. Salt Lake peeps, like us on Facebook, and, and, and we'll, we'll get yeah. something rolling. Yeah. 
All right. Um, well, since he brings up contra- comparing and contrasting the coming out as gay and coming out as atheist and, and no, what the difference I, we is. should be clear. We have talked about this a little bit. Yeah. A couple times. Yeah. Uh, but we should... But We're, we're but, trying to go gosh, into... It's such an important topic. Yeah. It's such an important topic because it is not easy to be an atheist in this in this society. Well, it's not easy to be different. Yeah. And to, to, and, and to know that you've been different for a while and to start building up um coping mechanisms mm. for that and, it's and not... then and then breaking through because you, you get used you, you get comfortable with what with what you're used to mm. and you you even though it might be uncomfortable at times and or distasteful even to you at times mm. um and uh and whatnot but that's what you know yeah and so that's why you stick with it honestly that's, that's what coming out is all about is is making things who you are and how you're living your life jive mm-hmm. with each other. Um, and so, and, I mean, for me, I, and it's not just about uh, being different. It's about being different in a way that is widely rejected in a mm-hmm. way that, that is, yeah. that is widely considered wrong yeah. or yeah. bad. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, sorry, go yeah. on with what you were saying. Uh, anywho, um, I, um, for me, it is hard to draw a, a strong distinction between the two because both happened the same in the same moment. You came basically. out to your parents in and... the same night, in the same mm. few hours um, of sitting in their living room. Um, yeah, both came out. It was, I started with the gay thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. No, I started with the God thing. Did you? Yeah. Oh. Well, my parents were asking me why I wasn't going to church. <laughs> and I said, well, I don't believe it's true <laughs> you know <laughs> which is and, quite uh, a bomb to be dropping especially in a mormon house yeah exactly and and as and as a return missionary mm-hmm. right and so and someone um, who at the time was going to brigham young university i was yeah, yeah. i was i was living the dream <laughs> all i needed was a wife yeah and it, all things oh my god anyways oh thank god that didn't happen <laughs> um and so uh but nonetheless i um it, it, yeah, it, it was it was an un, it was definitely a very uncomfortable conversation, and we got around to the fact to my you know well, you know are you are you going to join another another church? Like, what are you doing? Like, have you converted to something else? And blah blah. blah. And I'm like, well, I don't believe in God, so that's not gonna. You don't have to worry about me not, you know, <laughs> joining some other church. I don't believe in God. Don't worry, I won't be a it, a, it, a Methodist. Yeah, it, it I'm going to be a non-believer. Yeah, it wasn't as comforting. As I thought it might be. <laughs> oh. um, no, not I, I had no no delusions there. Yeah. But anyways, um, anyways, um, it was it was. I mean, it was a rough conversation. Mm. There was nothing that was easy about it. Uh, and as it was starting to wrap up, um, my dad said, "Well, I guess as long as you're not a homosexual." Oh. And I was so sort of just the conversation hadn't gone great. Right, and I and I and I admit I was I was not in the right um, frame of mind really to no. be to be now moving on to oh. well, do you want an honest answer to that question? Oh Jesus! And he looked at me, and I and there was like fear in his eyes. And my mom um, sort of was in the midst of reprimanding him because that was obviously something that they had talked about that they were not going to bring up. <laughs> And so he put it out there. And so I, and I said, do you want an honest answer to that question? And, uh, and so I was like, yeah, I am gay. Sorry. And, 
and then proceeded the rest of the conversation that led to about <laughs> two or three in the morning. <sighs> and my parents are not an, are not night owls, right? And so that was not that was kind of weird. Um, and then yeah, so it was. I, I really hit my parents with a lot, and it's something that I do not recommend. It 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 hurt our relationship for quite a while. Mm. Um, and you know, but like, I just I kind of had accepted already that that i sadly i mean this was the 90s you know mm-hmm. still and there there were and it was oklahoma and and so there were a lot of ideas of of well i might be rejected yeah you know and i am ready for that well and, i got news for you it's not the 90s anymore and it's and people may not be in still, oklahoma but yeah. they, there's still that danger right but I, I, I still think that the, the the understanding was you're most likely going to be rejected, mm. and yeah. you're most likely just going to move off somewhere and um, live your life mm-hmm. uh, without parents, without your parents. And you know, to be honest, and I, I kind of do. Mm. You know, there there are a lot of rifts in our relationship, right? And um, and we talk on the phone from time to time, but that's that's really about it. Yeah. Um. Th- we, they try to do the holidays, and they encourage me to come home for Christmas and that kind of stuff. And I don't love it. I don't <laughs> like it. I don't. Um. It's always terribly uncomfortable. Right. And that's just being really, really, really honest. I'm not painting some big, fantastic picture of like what you know. It's not a great success story of right. coming out. But am I happier because I'm out? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be living that lie. It, it, it does it does it suck in so many ways yeah it does yeah but i think it's a i think it's a better place yeah i mean i think i think what we i think with both coming out as gay and coming out as i I can't obviously speak to coming out as gay other than the fact that i have a lot of gay friends and i know their stories right um but i mean i think with with coming out as something again so you know with with admitting or, or or telling the people that you love that you are part of a group that they reject Mm-hmm. there's always going to be trouble and it's it's going to be difficult uh and you can't predict which way it's going to go mm-hmm. but i i still maintain and it is my it, it's my fairly firmly held belief that you're better off in general not everybody not everybody mm-hmm. i can't speak for everybody mm-hmm. but i would say generally you're better off living in a way that's honest with yourself mm. and that it, that presents yourself honestly and openly to the world mm-hmm. uh, than living, uh, than hiding yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't hide your light under a bushel. Oh. To use their language. I did for so long. You did. No, but uh, I, so, I, I don't know. This, it, there's so many ins and outs to this. Maybe we should talk about Chelsea's experience. Okay. That one I think I do have. Chelsea uh, is uh, a listener, and she had. Did she write in originally, or did she leave a no, voicemail? No, she first left a voicemail. So let me go ahead and play. Well, no, the voicemail. I mean, I mean originally, originally, because oh. she had talked to us. Uh, oh of, yeah, of, no, no. It, one of our initial uh, I think discussions of coming out. I think that was an email, right? She had she had emailed and just said yeah. she was nervous about it what and whatever talking about. And we had we had we had talked about this and gone through sort of. You know what? What do you do? Do you come out? Mm-hmm. Do you not come out? And uh, and so, uh, but we said, hey, let us know mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah. So she, uh, we we have two parts to her response, right? Uh, and, and and it'll become clear why. Yeah. So we, okay, play. here's part one. Yeah. 
Hi, Frank and Dan. This is Chelsea and Hiram. I called quite a while ago to get advice about coming out, and I thought I would call back and give you guys an update. Um, the first person that I ended up coming out to was my next-door neighbor. She's been trying to convert me for quite a while, and she came over a few days after the podcast. We got into a discussion where I ended up just telling her that I'm an atheist. She said she didn't know what that meant, and so I explained to her that it meant that I didn't believe in God and that I'd ex examined it pretty closely. Um, she seemed confused and went back to her house. Since then, where we used to be pretty friendly, our relationship has kind of devolved to just a cold politeness. They don't really come over anymore or try to contact us anymore, and I think that's kind of sad, but not to be unexpected. Um, the second person that I ended up telling was in my family was my youngest brother, Austin. And um, he lives here in Utah, and he's gay, so I figured he might be a good person to start with. Uh, we we talked extensively about about the process that I went through to discover that I didn't believe in God anymore. He was a little bit surprised which kind of surprised me because nobody in my family is religious anymore except for my dad. But over the course of several weeks and many conversations, and also he started to explore some of the Christopher Hitchens debates and some other things online, he's actually come to the point where he's questioning whether he believes in God. And I, I kind of think that he's well on his way to the path of discovering that he is an atheist as well, so maybe inadvertently I've converted him. Um, after that, it kind of percolated through my family, and that was fine. It was actually a relief. People stopped bringing up all these God references around me because while my family is not religious, they pretty much all believe in God. And uh, eventually my dad the very religious one, he was the first counselor in the Mormon church for quite a long time, called me up one day and he confronted me about it. He literally called me and just asked me if I was an atheist. I said I was and talked to him for a long time about how I kind of came to this conclusion and that I didn't choose to be an atheist. It was more that I just discovered that I already was. Um, he said something that was really shocking to me. He said, if I looked deep in my heart, I would discover that I did believe in God and that I'm just angry with the Mormon church. And while it's true, I'm pretty angry with the Mormon church a lot of the time, having lived in Utah for so long. Um, I had to say to him, that was offensive and arrogant. I ended up turning it around and saying, what if I called you, Dad? And she got cut off. This is uh, why this is a two-parter. Uh, just so that you know, everybody, uh, quickly... If you do leave a voicemail for us, we have no control over how long we're allowed to. Yeah. So so you're going to get cut off if you go on too long. But if you do, if you have a story to tell and you do get cut off, call back. Call back. And just continue the story. We'll try to uh, edit it together and yeah. uh, we'll try We'll try to make you look good. We we might, we reserve the right to edit you for time. If, yeah. You know, if, if, if. If you're nervous and and maybe you were rambling a little bit or whatever, right. it's not we won't won't be offended by that, but we might cut out some right some some air. Whereas I feel that Chelsea's story here is is really good, really good, and really well stated, and we want to keep going with it. So she so she did write to us and sort yeah. of finish her story. I wanted to talk a little bit about her voicemail, and then we'll get 
to her email just because she oh, said a few things uh-huh. and, I, and sure. I wanted to, to jump on jump in on them. Okay. Um, one of the things that she did that was so smart, and I think we need we, – there should be a strategy. We should write the TGIA coming out strategy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, one of the things that she did was so smart was finding someone in her family to start with who she knew would be a softer landing than the folks. Mm, yeah, I think that I think that that is actually in in terms of of you know doing this, it can be so scary. It's nice to have someone who's not, so, you know, who who you you know is probably not going to have as huge a reaction as as right. other people. Well, and also initially starting with somebody who's not family, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, like saying like like with the neighbor, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who it's kind of low stakes. Yeah, they were. Sounds like they might have been mildly annoying on some level. <laughs> nice person, but yeah. keep, kept bringing up religion. Right. And, and, and yeah, that that's a great idea, too. But, yeah, I mean, if you've got, like, an uncle that you know is going to be – is kind of wacky and whatever, or if you've got somebody somebody that that you don't think will freak out, try it out on them, you know, and see what they have to say. Because it's uh, – you know, this is not something that's easy to do. And, you know, when – I wanted to talk a little bit about my wife and and Andrea's coming out story mm, because okay. my coming out story is pretty boring actually. Yeah, you told me it earlier and it actually is. It's literally just nothing. <laughs> it's I like just the I, easiest thing. I ever. went through a process. My parents were fine. Yeah, <laughs> I just I literally it was just this long this sort of process. And as I, you know, as I sort of went through my process of divesting myself of religion and mm-hmm. first of Mormonism and then of religion in general. Right. I just you know, would tell them every now and then. And my mom, you know, they're, my parents are both sort of intellectuals about it. And, uh, my, you know, my, my dad takes, took everything so, so, uh, in stride, literally. Should, re- should we introduce the listeners to <laughs> my, your father's universal response to almost everything? His, yeah. Basically his response to the entire universe, anything you could bring to him was some variant of, hmm. <laughs> if, you know if it was a really really sad thing it was mm-hmm. but if it, and it, if he was very excited about it it was a very bright and shiny mm-hmm. you know it was just it was all just mm-hmm. that was just a, mm. he just sort of took things as they came right so it was not eventful for me there was no major coming out there's no terror that they right. were going to reject me right i never felt that so i was lucky that way yeah uh, Andrea, on the other hand, was not as lucky. Right. She had very devout Mormon parents. She had mm-hmm. uh, her, her whole family, completely devout people. Hmm. So when she started dating me and they found out that I was an atheist, they were really scared and they were really worried. And then when she came out to them, it was a big deal. Oh, and yeah. It was a huge rift and her father handled it very, very badly. Hmm. <clears throat> and, uh, and, it's it, it's a it's a very very scary thing. Yeah, it is. Where was I going with this? I feel like I had a point that I wanted to make. Here. Well, I think hers has turned out very differently than say like mine. Mm. Where hers is a good example of just like, and I think that it has a lot to do with being in a different state, and mm-hmm. whereas she's you know she's in, in the, the same, same yeah. city basically. Yeah, and um, well, and, and and so like they they've been able to work through it to a certain extent. They have, and you know. It's been it's been work. Mm-hmm. It it has definitely been work, and uh, and there's been feelings hurt on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so yeah, it it's taken years mm-hmm. to get to a point where where I've been felt accepted. Well, yeah, but all that you had to do to really get accepted was to 
make an honest woman of her. <laughs> no, that way. Come on. That like, helped. That helped. You know, when you guys got back and the first thing, the hearing the first responses from the family. Oh, yeah. Like, we, we did elope. Yeah. We ran off and got married. So we were living in sin for a while there. And they were, <laughs> they, they, they obviously struggled with that. And then, so when, yeah, when we did say that, tell them that we were married. I'm, I, and I'm sure it didn't hurt that, you know, I didn't ask her father for any money when we got married. Hey, yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's I mean, I, you know, they liked that. But but truly, it was, man, I was I was not, they were not happy with me. No. For a very, very long time. I mean, I was, I was viewed, I think, as the corrupter mm. of her. But, mm. uh, but, well, you were. I guess you could say that. I don't. I, the truth is not is is that I wasn't at all. Like when when we started dating, she was still <clears throat> professing Mormonism, right? And I never once tried to convince her mm. uh, not to be Mormon. Mm. I, I I would just tell her my beliefs, and I just figured it would you know either it'll it, I just figured it would work itself out. Mm. I was very clear about what I believed, mm-hmm. and I just uh, and you know if. If it didn't work, it didn't work. Right. And it just kept working. Yeah. And yeah. When it, I heard that you were dating a uh, a, a, a divorced Mormon woman, <laughs> woman, I was just like, huh. Yeah. And I liked her, of course, from, from the get-go. Right. But I was just like, wow, that's she's interesting. A, she's a unique gal, and she's yeah. really neat. And but it's uh, worked out. It's worked out great. Yeah. And now she's, you know, just hearing me talk. This is another possible advantage to coming out as atheist, is that... You're gonna find the other atheists in your life. Well, and people and people that know you, know they were people. Yeah, people that know you might actually hear what you have to say. I, I don't recommend trying to convert people. No, no, to no, atheism. no. I don't recommend no, that at no, all. No, that, but but that, if that but leads to contention, yeah, and but, we know that contention is of the devil, <laughs> according to the Book of Mormon. Right, but 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 the truth is that uh, people, you know, just just like Chelsea was saying about her brother, may actually start to to think about it in a mm-hmm. new way. Yeah. And 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 so yeah, now Andrea is is a very much an atheist. Yeah. And she was able to to get rid of uh a part of her life that she never connected to. Well, that let's she never be liked. honest, just in case somebody of that because that does sound a little bit like you were her corrupter. Mm-hmm. Andrea or I mean for from everything I've ever heard, she was already on her way yeah. out of the church. Absolutely. Like she she never she the, never the timing was just really it. nice that yeah. like she she was kind of just keeping up appearances, but not really going all that often. Right. And, yeah. And well, and and as I say, I was very careful. I never yeah. told her I wanted her to be atheist. I never want. I never tried to convert her or anything. I mm-hmm. would just. I was just clear about what I believed. And when she right. had questions, I answered them. Right. And then she, on her own path, decided to that she that that was what was right for her as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because she's smart and she's logical, and stuff. Anyway, uh, Chelsea. Should we get back to her email? Uh, yeah, let's let's write let's read her email because okay. she she finished her thoughts uh, in written form. Okay, twice. so she says, um, "I was telling uh, what happened when my dad uh, when I told my dad that I'm an atheist when I got cut off, and what I wanted to finish saying was that even though he was basically rejecting what I was telling him about being an atheist, the conversation with him was not bad because I was able to use reason and rationality." to at least get him to see my point of view. That is not to say that he is happy about my professed non-belief. Our relationship is strained at the moment, but I am hopeful that all will be well in time. Since then, I've told many people, and it's getting easier and easier. 
I still have not told my in-laws, who I mentioned in my original call, um, but only because an appropriate opportunity has not yet presented itself. They will likely freak out, um, but I'm getting more and more okay with that. The point I really wanted to make, and perhaps you could just bring this up sometime for the closeted atheist out there, is this. I feel great. I'm finally being myself and not trying to hide my skepticism and non-belief. Also, I have likely and unexpectedly put a thumb on the scale of my brother's indecision and forced him to examine more closely what it is that he actually believes, or maybe more accurately, does not believe. I don't know if he is uh, self-identifying as an atheist, but he's close. <laughs> I also don't feel too terrible about losing people like my neighbor who are so turned off by the idea of my atheism that they can't continue our relationship because what does that say about who they are? And my neighbor has stopped trying to convert me, finally. So my message to closeted <laughs> atheists out there is to go for it. It's good. See, that's great. Yeah. That's just amazing. I, I think that there are there are a few things a few things that I take out of this. I I I, I love that uh that um it she points out that it's getting easier and easier to tell people. And it does. It does. And yeah. that's part of why our strategy for coming out is to go to soft landings first. Mm -hmm. You'll get your verbiage down, yeah. you'll be able to 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 sort of speak your truth mm -hmm. in in a way because even though you've got it in your head, what you think, and, and even though it all makes sense to you, mm -hmm. when you're in a heightened emotional situation, mm -hmm. let me tell you something. That's what I was getting to with Andrea, with mm. my wife, mm. was that when we had the, the sit-down conversation finally with her parents, she was, I mean, she was terrified. And she mm. was not as well, she's a very well-spoken person, but she, getting out her thoughts... Yeah. In that situation became very very difficult for her. Yeah. It can happen. Yeah. So a little practice doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. Yeah. It's actually, you know, because the truth is that but it's got to be somebody who's kind of scary. Just coming out to an atheist friend isn't going to be scary. No. It, there but has it, to be but a it might little feel bit good. of something. But it might feel good. Might feel good. So go ahead and do and, it and do that. But that's not coming out. That's not coming Telling out. Telling somebody right. who's sort of in the same community, you know, like like having a gay friend before you're out of the closet doesn't count. It's nice though. It's, it's nice. It's good and to it's know that full. It's and good it to know that there good. are people in your corner. But the fact so of the don't matter not is, do it. but that's but, but the fact of the matter is that doesn't help you start really building that sense. Like there's got to be a little bit of risk, right? So telling your you know that cousin or your uncle they're still a member of your family and it's still going to be hard yeah. because there's still risk there. You just think they're one of the safest people to talk to, right? And they and if you feel that way, they probably are. And so it's true. Th that's probably a good place to start. So so yeah, do that. Um, and and that way that way you can you can sort of allow yourself to get get your your uh, your thoughts more solidified. Yeah, exactly. Because even though your feelings are are true and valid for you, mm -hmm. if you speak the if while you're saying them, you're you're sort of it's fine if you can't uh, verbalize it well, mm -hmm. but it's not going but. The problem with that is that, you know, your parents might think that you're not solid in this belief yeah, exactly. or that it hasn't come, that you haven't come to it completely. When what they don't realize is that the thing that you're really concerned about and the thing that's making you scared is, the, is you're terrified about your relationship. Right. And the, the effect that it might have on that relationship. And again, I don't think it would hurt for you to say those things. To you know, yeah. open up by saying, Mom and Dad, I'm really scared to tell you these things because I'm, I fear your rejection. Right. 
that kind of thing will so hopefully mm-hmm. uh, put 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 it in their heads that you're not just doing something to them. Right. You're doing something that is scary for you. Yeah. And that it's important that your relationship with them is important to you. Mm-hmm. These are all good things to remind your yourself and your family members uh as you as you head into what can be a very scary conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we should probably leave it at that. Okay. Um and uh so good luck. We sure do uh like with, you guys with, with the coming outs. And let us know your stories about we, coming out. We love hearing coming out stories, good or bad. You know, the truth is that we want to be honest about how how yeah. this works in yeah. this society. So, you know, if you have a horrible coming out story, let's let's get that out into the conversation as well. Yeah. But if you have a great coming out story or, you know, if you've just yeah. barely had the, the courage to come out, we will congratulate you. And uh, and and we're, we're your biggest fans. This yeah, is not absolutely. an easy thing to do. Yeah. So congratulations to... To Nathan and Chelsea and yep. all of you, all of you guys that that are that are doing it, yeah. uh, we, we it's awesome. Yeah, well done. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. We ways leave. that people can get in touch with us. Uh, you can email us. That is uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist is you, how you can like us and follow our little community there. You can uh, you can leave us a voicemail uh, like Chelsea did, uh, and that is 424-666-TGIA or 424-666-8442. That is correct. And, uh, and we would like to start off our thanks. Thanks, Rich Daigle. Yes, uh, we'll leave you with some music by the Red Rock Hot Club. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye.